Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by the architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, Tom Dioro. Thank you, Charlotte. For our guest today, please welcome Jorge Breitwein, architect from Chile, and a brilliant one at that. Jorge joins us today on the Modern Architect Show, and we're honored to have you here, Jorge. Thank you for being here. Thank you for you, Tom. Uh, I am very happy to be here. In Stanford, and really I am coming from Chile, yes. a very long country in South America. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Share with us, if you will, you know, how you became, uh, what made you decide to be an architect, Jorge? Well, it was when I was four years old. Four? As in a uh, child? Okay. Yes, yes. Wow, you remember far that far back. That's great. Yes, but okay. um, it was, uh, and at the end, I went to the university, the Catholic University of Chile, uh-huh. probably the most important for the architectural signatures. And then, then I and my studies. I began to build, um, especially buildings for offices and for, um, for apartments in, in little cities at the same time that I made the marketing strategies for the sales of them. Okay, really? That's very rare. Most architects are not marketing oriented. You're definitely unique. I've seen your brochure, although it's it's, um, in Spanish. It's one of the most gorgeous brochures I've ever seen. Yes, all, all the marketing aspects are very important for for to sell the, the, sure, the, sure. the, 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 the apartments. The project, yeah. But when the marketing is um, made by the architect, you can put in, in the brochures, for example, or in the the advertisement for the radios, etc. Exactly the 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 thing that I tr- uh, tried to to put inside the, the ability to be used by the people. Yes. I, I notice, um, we'll go back to your brochure, if you don't mind, because I think it's the most relevant, is it immediately struck, it was the, the brochure is done in Calama, correct? Calama, Chile? Yes. In okay. Cal- in, in the, 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 this is this, that, that, you have, that you have in your hands is in Calama. Calama is a, a very strategic city okay. because it's the 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 city of the copper, copper of the yeah. copper of Chuquicamata. Chuquicamata is the the biggest copper mine in the world. Yeah, in in, in, in the in, in the world, in the world. Yes, ah. it's a very big. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, most building material is made from copper. 
not 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 especially for the for for the building except the electrical parts but um but it's very important for the cars for example or for the cars the yeah the, i for, mean there's for, no end yeah yes especially now that uh, is beginning the the era of the electric cars and related uh-huh. with the lithium that is a product of of the of the same mines yeah the lithium the lithium comes from the same mines yes. as the copper yes okay and kalama is the major city or mo- biggest city for no the no, big, no no yeah. kalama is a, is a, is, a, is a relatively city, a little city yeah with sh- share one, with us the size it's a 140 inhabitants i love that <laughs> i love that there 140,000 inhabitants so it's a relatively small city but strategically vital it's not a beautiful city it's a functional city because okay. it's, it's like a machine to live <laughs> It's like a machine to live there, really. Yeah, yes, because it's a, it's, a, it's a city in the middle of the desert. Okay, the driest desert probably in, in the world. It's, there is the, the hum, for example, the humidity is near zero. Oh. Yeah, this is the reason because there are a, a lot of um, important observatories uh, for the sky observatories. Uh, this is because the, um, the humidity is near zero that uh, is just convenient for the not distortion of the images in the lens of the of the observatories. Oh, okay. So the, the building that you shared with me, is that the tallest building? Not, it's not okay. the tallest, but it's the most modern. Most modern. Okay. The most modern in, in the city. And this is the, the first office building. Oh, really? Because the first there are office some, building? Yes, okay. because there are some another some other buildings for to live in the in, hmm? Yeah. For apartments. What was the reason for the building? Initially, the, the reason of this building in this city, it is because there is a big uh, need to use by the professionals, for okay. example, liter liter enterprises, in order to serve the the, the mining system. Uh, system. Uh, that is the only reason because Kalama exists. <laughs> okay. Yes, because but this this is a reason really. Okay. Yeah, it was is beautiful. And other projects that you've done, I noticed, are just, in my opinion, just as gorgeous. The apartments that you did, the the one the one you showed me, either with the pool. It was uh, no. It was in another city. That was in, you share with uh, us that though. My yeah. activity is related with office buildings primarily and, and okay. um, apartment buildings for okay. little cities. Yeah, related with this, the marketing system in order to can to to sell the the, the in little cities. Hmm? Okay, and that usually, what is the size of the cities that you like to work with? It, it typically, is between. 100,000 inhabitants okay. until uh, 250,000. Uh, 250,000, okay. And uh, share with us why um, being an architect in uh, in Chile, from your experience, is it different uh, with the labor laws and uh, you know some of the challenges that can be working with the city? How different, difficult or even um, more convenient is it working with the, uh, you know, in Chile versus the United States, from your experience, from the United States, yes, yeah, from your experience or from your from your what you've heard, yes, uh, Chile is like a, l- the little brother in certain absolute I like of, that. Of, the of, little of, brother <laughs> of, right. of the United States. Why? Because um, it, it, it is because um, Chile is a um, country 
where the economic system is is similar from the of the the United States. It's okay. like a little country of the United States, and things in Chile are very easy. For example, to prepare a building and to until to begin to build it can last probably some. Some months, not some years. Are you kidding? Really? <laughs> yes. Especially in cities that are not Santiago, that is very big, is with six million inhabitants. Hmm? Yeah. So in a, in a relatively smaller city with fewer inhabitants, the projects are quicker to build or complete. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because all the things... The authorities of these cities like to help in the possibility that the building really exists. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they cooperate in the um, process in okay. order that uh, the, the, the permissions, for example, to build be in some month, two, three, one included. Are you kidding? Yes, it's very easy. It's very easy despite the, the, the rules are clear and when you are, you are applying, really applying the, the, the rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, in essence, uh, is it accurate to say Chile is open for business from the United States? It's really open. It's, okay. Chile is really open. Share with our we audience are, how. We are waiting you, 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 you go to there. <laughs> really? Because, Share yes. with us how. I mean, this is exciting. It yes. really is. Yes, really. Chile needs the North American inversions. Hmm? Okay. And there are a lot of possibilities, especially in the north. In the north, in the north is Kalama is unrelated with the, with the mining or the, the surroundings of the mine, of, of, of the minings. Okay. And, and all this because Chile is a very important, um, copper producer okay. uh, in, in the, in the, in the world market. Hmm? One probably the, the most important or the second one, but it's very important that Chile begins to to produce clean copper more the, okay. uh, to renew their systems in order the world politicals of um, of to to maintain the planet etc. Okay. Um, be real. Hmm? Okay. Hmm? Now, can you describe for us, please, the clean copper as opposed to just copper? The clean copper uh, is important that I, I know by uh, it's, it's very important in general for the for the world for the world okay. because the, the, all the world is, is going in this line hmm? but we need the the technologies etc yeah in order to to, to produce clean uh, yeah clean to produce copper. clean copper yes now how impacting is or how much outreach is Chile doing? to the rest of the world and the, in particular the United States about it's open for business. Are they, are they reaching out to embassies through other channels to invite American commerce and American business? Chile in general is not a corrupt country. Okay. Hmm? We have corruption, but not a lot of corruption. It's the one, the, the first or the second non-corrupted country in Latin America. And I, I know it's near the 20, 26 in the world. Mm? That is not, it's not a, a bad number. Sure. And we are trying to be to, better. To, yeah. to be better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's supportable. Mm? Yeah. It's in, and we are being better really in, in this, this aspect. And the economical criteria of Chile in general, 
are more or less the same of the United States and in, in general compatible with the market of the of the European market, the North American market and the, the, the universal world market. Hmm? Really? Okay. So again, is Chile marketing to the United States about its opportunities you know, uh, that you know of, you know, whether they're doing it through embassies, are they marketing to the United States to say, again, hey, you know, work with us. We're very obviously similar to you in, in our, at least our commerce language or business language. Chile uh, makes a lot of commerce with the United States, but because Chile is a little country, okay. only 7 uh, million in, inhabitants, it's difficult that all the forces that Chile can do to be represented in the very big country like uh, like Chile, like the United States is, is very difficult to, from the United States, be noted. <laughs> the, the, okay, hmm? yeah. So because it's smaller. Our audio engineer, Charlotte, please share with us. Ah, yes, I want to, I want to point out, I think it's important for the listening audience to know that uh, the famous Swedish statistician Hans Rosling, I think his name is Rosling, He's pointed out previously that the state of Chile along the line of, say, a developed nation, all relative to the United States, they are our development and what we were doing in, say, 1965. That's where Chile is now. And so you have to think if you're an architect or any, any, you know, any vendor or, or contractor or consultant that's into having anything to do with the built environment, then you should seriously check out Chile because... It would be like the, the growth that was starting and kicking in in 1965 America. Okay. I always used to call home from Chile and tell my mother, I said, you know, mother, I'm so glad to be here. You know, it's like, it's like America, 1965. It's so exciting. I think the whole world should be moving there. So uh, the, the other thing that's important that is of, often overlooked is that because of how, how the evolution of the, the evolution of the Republic of Chile was actually brought on and protected by the, the British, even though Chile was set up and, you know, discovered it's still, even to this day, 25% uh, of, of lineage from Spain, France, Britain, and Germany. But the British is, it's actually British property law that rules in Chile. And that's almost unique to Latin America. So if you're doing business in Chile, what is unique is that your contract law is honored. And you can't always say that because in canon law and the way that the U.S. law is written on based on British property law is uh, there's like big disconnects. I mean, uh, if, just for instance, the whole concept of a trust doesn't exist in canon law, in like Spanish canon law. And so anyway, how, how one sets up a business and this kind of thing. But in Chile, contract law is honored. And I think that's important. And I think it's also why a lot of people would consider it sort of like the go-to place and set up your headquarters there and then go out from there into some of the other countries. I know that even the delegations of, you know, s state delegations, let's just say our own U.S. State Department, has most of their, their delegations living in Santiago because the schools and the international schools are so exceptional. And the... Is that right? So the, they have exceptional education facilities and institutions? Yes. Yes, you, you can understand with, <laughs> with, yeah. with Chilean people. How about the, the English? Same, How the about language? English language? Is it, is it a relatively common? common? Oh, yeah. oh, it is. Not, not perfect like mine. No, this is great. Okay, so it's English yeah. is common, as you said. That's an accurate word. Then. Yes. And so I think if I'm correct, uh, Jorge, tell me if I'm we're wrong. I think that recently the tallest building in Latin America is now in Santiago. Is that correct? 
They Costanera yes, Center. Yes, the, the tallest is in, in Costanera Center. Sí. It's uh, about um, 75 floors, 300 meters high. Yes. Wow. Very, really spectacular Who did building. that building? Do you know mm -hmm. who designed that? For, for, oh, it's an office building. Okay. Yes. You know who designed it, the architect is? It's an alliance between uh, a North American or German, I don't remember, okay. architect with Chilean architects. Okay, so collaborative. <laughs> the, the problem with Chile are the earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's, that's, you say that's a problem, but actually that's a strength. Because share with us the strength and, and how you have to be so seismically accurate with everything that you're doing. Yes, Chile is very, it's very important in the, in the earthquakes technology because we have very, very big earthquakes. Each decade, we have one or two very big ones and <laughs> one or two and, very and, big ones are yes wow. more more than than eight, eight degrees richter hmm? oh uh, my good eight yes yes the last one in the, we have but the last one very very big was in in to in 2010 yes. uh, and it was i, I was in the third 15th floor of a building where they had a, a little hotel and it was a disaster but the, oh. despite because it was 8.6 Richter 8.6 yes, and it is very very complicated but in the the real situation is that in Chile a few amount of people uh, died in this very very big cataclysm um, in buildings that had less than 60 years old. Hmm? Less than 60? Wow. Yes, because uh, there were people who died in hold in this earthquake and tsunami, uh, died about, uh, died about uh, 500 people. So there was a tsunami? With tsunami the yes, okay. but with the, the tsunami killed more or less Three three hundred and half, three hundred and fifty peoples, uh, people, and uh, the in buildings re related with buildings less than sixty years old, only sixteen person. That is a very good level. Mm? In, in two or three buildings that were that had problems, despite it was a very very big. That's amazing. We're talking with Jorge Braithwaite. Is am I am pronouncing your name? Braithwaite. Yes. yes architect from uh, Chile, feel free to visit website at www.torrecobre.cl. That's www.torrecobre.cl. Again, that's www.torrecobre.cl. Since obviously we live in an earthquake-prone area, Does it improve almost with each building, your seismic integrity of the building? Like you learn more every time there's an earthquake? The technology? Like, yeah. Does it advance as quickly as an earthquake? There are three points in the world where the, the technology for earthquakes are well developed. The, the, one <laughs> of them is your California. Sure. Mm -hmm. The other is Japan. And the other is Chile. Chile, Chile and uh, California have this more or less the same technology because the kind of earthquakes is the same because it's the, huh. the, the Pacific fail. Pacific, yeah, that's right. Yes, mm, it's the same. And uh, Japan has another kind of earthquakes, mm, huh. but uh, they are usually interchanging their technologies. Mm. 
Wow. So how much do you learn from each other? Hmm? Do you, how much do you learn? Do you, do you ever work with Japanese architects, with American architects so that you share technologies and experience on yes, safer not, buildings? Not so much with the architects. The st structural engineering okay, engineers yeah. are, they are uh, usually in contact in the, the most important offices of engineers re related with the, the theme of the earthquakes and the, the, the building structures. Hmm? Yes. So how uh, it has to be a consideration with everything you build then. I mean, obviously it is here as well, but really, you really have to make a strong consideration or is it, is it written into the laws, you know, what, what standards you have to follow? Yes, the, the structure rules in Chile, like in California, are very hard very hard, very important, and uh, very strict. Mm? And they are uh, increasing, they are um, becoming better uh, after each earthquake uh, with the experience. Sadly, yeah, but, but no, they become better <laughs> after each... each uh, I'm just getting 8.6? Yes. 8.6, I don't recall what the San Francisco earthquake is. I'm sure our listeners will. But it wasn't, I don't know if it was an 8.6. Do you know, Charlotte? Oh, 8.6 is up there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, it's a, that's significant. And yeah. then less than 60, buildings built less than 60 years, the fatality rate was so, so, so low. Whereas other countries, they have, a, you know, a, a five or six. And, yes. that, you know, there's thousands and thousands of uh, fatalities. Yes. So this is right on point as to why Jorge has come to visit because Kalama is the headquarters of basically the world's mining, copper mining industry. And then, oh, by the way, there just happens to be an enormous amount and maybe the, the world's largest lithium reserves right there in and around all the copper mines. And so I think it's, it's relevant that, so yes, the Chilean, all of the structural uh, regulations are in place for the buildings. But what is of concern and why Jorge and I are working together on clean copper, oh, by the way, is because the mine tailings, in Chile also deserve that same structural integrity and that the, this, the current press that hit the Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times and everything just even two and three, four, four days ago is that yet another mine tailing over in Brazil just collapsed. Oh. And then, you know, over, you know, it's like a tsunami of sludge of toxic mud, you know, just collapsed and killed. Uh, well, there's still over 200 people missing. And so there's over 600 I'll say it again, there's over 600 mine tailings in Chile, all up and down the Andes. And so we're, we're hoping to, um, yeah, I think there's, there's great opportunity to start combining what are the mine tailings and come up with new solutions and sustainability solutions for dealing with mine tailings, which is really the dregs of the global supply chain. It's not just, um, oh, we've recycled all the metals because Apple has reached out and gotten everybody's iPhone and they're all being recycled more robotically. That's very good. But what's, but what's not being addressed, and maybe in part because Apple is doing such a good job at the midstream to recycle all of the e-waste, is that it's being overlooked yet again. Yet another generation of, of big mining is overlooking the ongoing toxicity of the world's mine tailings clear back to the copper mines that were used or centered around Jordan by the Romans. Those copper mine tailings are still causing birth defects to this day. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping to find, you know, 600 more, of them. 
Yeah, 600 mine tailings in Chile. Chile is the, by far the largest mining district in the world. Most people maybe don't realize that, but but it, but it is. It's a very exciting place yeah. to be. Now, how 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 do you go about? I know this is a very general question, and the, I wouldn't expect an answer, a full answer within a few minutes. Is how do you kind of go about cleaning those? Those well, that's sort of a, a technological secret right at this moment. Okay, but what isn't a technological secret? And I think the message that Jorge and I want to deliver is that, you know, Silicon Valley is Silicon Valley because of six pillars that we could we won't digress to go to, and people can go and look them up on the website. Say it again, the six pedlers? Six pillars okay. that make oh, Silicon pillars. Valley okay. Silicon Valley. You know, one of them is the sun and the weather. The other is a very, you know, great educational institutions, both Santa Clara County University, Santa Clara University and Stanford University. You need that. But the the parallels from, let's say, 1965 to 1975, Silicon Valley are near identical to Kalama, where Jorge has his fabulous new Tower of Copper, Copper Tower. And so for the vision and the foresight for him to just go and put up a world-class office business space there, there's uh, biomedical people that are finding... Is there a landmark uh, plaque yet? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to check and see what the Chilean (laughs) government can do about that. But yeah, I want to always advertise to people because I think Kalama, Chile is, uh, quite frankly, the next Silicon Valley. And that's a trite thing. You, you say, well, that's trite. That's impossible, Charlotte, because every, everybody's thought of all these different ways that we're going to make, you know, this cluster here and, and the new Silicon Valley is going to be, you know, wherever Bloomberg says it's going to be, this kind of thing. But no, if you if you really study what's happening, Chile is, is this going to break everything wide open because the copper is there and it's coincident with the world's best solar coming straight out of the sky, right down upon where we need that copper. We have to have that copper. The big megatrend is now the copper that's going to provide for the EVs and renewables. Yeah. Share with us the world's best sun. Because I, I, um, (laughs) yeah, share with that, you know, what what, what that means and why. The what? The The world's best sun. You know, how how does Chile have the world's best sun and what does it mean to have the best sun? Sun? Yes, the solar. The solar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, Calama, the the main desert in Chile, is the place where the the sky is more clean. Hmm? I like that. The The sky is more clean. Okay. Yes. This is the reason because the observatories... Oh, are okay. there and not in, in, not in, in a lot of parts of the world hmm? because the, the the sky is clean. Aha, hmm? uh-huh. NASA, I believe, also does uh, yes, work there. The, observa- the Alma Observatory is there. Okay, one is is, is is important in a lot of observatories uh, at world level. Hmm? Okay, and um, for another side, um, Kalama is at two thousand four hundred meters altitude. Okay. Hmm? From the from the sea, and all the uh, never rains, oh. never rains. Oh, really, like never. Yeah. For example, may rain one <laughs> one time each four year during oh. some minutes, <laughs> probably no, oh, just no. for a few minutes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Does everyone yeah. stop? The, the, all all the years, the sol, the sun exists exists all this all the year all the day all the days. It's always sunny in Kalama. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and te- technically speaking, what's so astounding is that Kalama is specifically is right on the Tropic of Capricorn, which actually is what they call the true ecliptic. So it's, the true ecliptic is, is the closest that the sun is to 
our planet on the equator. And so the equator really is not this rubber band around that middle of our bulging earth. <laughs> the true equator, because of the tilt of, this, of the earth and going in elliptical orbit, the true ecliptic is really uh, the Tropic of Capricorn coming through. And so Kalamut and that whole region of where those mines are actually experience the longest period of time of the sun being the closest to that surface of the earth. I mean, you can't get better solar in the world anywhere else, period. Aha. Uh-huh. It's the equator. It's really our true equator right there. Yeah. So is the mayor of Kalama and all the city officials getting the word out about the the joys and benefits and advantages of Kalama that you're aware of? Are the mayors, you know, the mayor of the town, the yeah, city officials, are, are they saying, hey, come here. This is... Kalama is very, is very interesting to, to, to install there anything related with copper because it's a city of the future, okay. really, for copper, for, for lithium, for all this. But we need the... Te- the resources the- and the technology. Yes. Okay. Yes, from, from you. Yes, from so you. <laughs> so the idea, hey, right here. The, <laughs> I, the, idea the thing that's obvious to me is that the, the manufacturing of, you know, the chip manufacturers and even the car manufacturers, they're, they're all needing, they're all dependent upon copper, like it or not. And you say, oh, well, lithium, well, yes, some lithium, but we're, we're not going to do away with copper anytime soon, is my view, and I think I can back that up. But what would be, be exciting is that the manufacturing, instead of going to China, it actually just goes straight to Kalama, Chile. This is where it goes. This is where the best solar is to leverage for your manufacturing plant. It's where the cleanest copper will come from if I and Jorge have anything to do with it. And it's right here in our own hemisphere. It's a, there's no jet lag if you fly straight out of SFO down to Yeah, how, how long Kalama? does it take to get to Kalama from here? Mm-hmm. Does Kalama have an airport, a direct airport? Yes, it does. Yes, have an international, okay. international airport. International airport, yes. Maybe, maybe eight hours, maybe max. Maybe. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah, there's no jet lag. So now, you know, why are we, why are we all not just <laughs> headed south? Just, let's, let's do, let's I mean, the hummingbirds do that yearly. So, you know, maybe we should all be going south instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that's it, that's a, tremendous. So you're obviously here as an ambassador as well, not just as an architect. Yes. Okay. Yes, this is the idea. <laughs> yeah, this is the, I, li- I like that. Yes. Um, where else are you going other, since you're here on campus and at Stanford and where you, you plan on going while you're here? Are there other cities? Are you planning on going to any other cities in, in 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 Chile? You know, in the United States, while you're here. If if I am going to plan, yeah, to an, for the United States, yeah. Not. And any other <laughs> no, cities here no, no. that you you plan? Is your trip planning any other cities? Las Vegas. Oh, well, okay. Now, Las Vegas. Okay, you're going to Las Vegas. And, 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 is that for fun or is that for work? Only or both? for fun. And okay. I have, <laughs> okay. And, and, and I have to know the the, the Grand Canyon and and. and oh. uh, and Yosemite, yes, yeah. So you have to, and then the border of the Pacific. Carmen, and he will go to the the special conference in Las Vegas for the built environment. Oh yes, the yes. Uh, that's right. So you'll be there as well. Yeah, an exposition that is very important there. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, do you have any plans while you're there to meet certain people uh, or just no, no, exactly, no, no, exactly, not for now. Hmm? It was okay. an, an introductory trip. Hmm? Okay, so it's not it's not a, a set. Uh, you don't have an agenda, so to speak. They call yes. it agenda yes. to do that. Now, what else can you share with our audience about uh, 
Chile and its open for business mindset, attitude, and welcoming. Well, simply, Chile is the best country in South America. <laughs> Keep going. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's the most compatible country in South America for the North American style of making business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the codes, the commercial codes are the same. Probably the economical politics in Chile were in proved by North American criteria during the, the years 70 and 80 and 90 okay. uh, that uh, made Chile a country with, with universal commercial criteria to understand well with uh, the United States and, and, and uh, European countries. The same language. Same language. That's great. Charlotte, that's, that's, uh, I'm going to uh, introduce... Uh, Again, reintroduce Jorge, and if you can, if you have any promos. Oh yeah, we want to talk about the uh, the Worldwide Orphans Foundation seeks to transform yeah. the lives of orphaned children and help them become healthy, independent, productive members of their communities in the world. Programs differ accordingly to a the country specific needs, but also often include centrally located community based healthcare services, education for orphans and caregivers, and enrichment activities such as participation in sports or day camp. To learn more, volunteer, or make a donation, visit Worldwide Orphans. So it's triple W and then WWO.org. That's a little confusing, but it is very interesting. World, worldwide Orphans, that's all one word, worldwide, and then orphans. So it's WWO.org. Excellent. We're talking today with Jorge Braithwaite, architect from Chile. You're listening to KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Jorge How else do you, uh, I, I'm really just fascinated with this, you know, other country that actually is closer to the U.S. than maybe some other countries around the world, even even the Far East, and how it's been, uh, it's not as recognized. Is there any reason why you think it hasn't been so recognized that that may be the, the brother you've been looking for? <laughs> Yes, Chile is in, Chile is in, the, the, in, in commercial aspects. Uh, yeah. Chile is real, uh, very little brother of the United yeah. States. Probably the United States doesn't look <laughs> Chile a lot. Okay. Yeah, but Chile looks the United States, uh, States a lot. And Europe also, because we need to do it. Because we are very far from the uh, modern and civilized World and between the Chile and the northern countries, we have countries that are not modern countries. All the 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 countries from in the north from the north of Chile until uh, are are countries that are more less developed in general. Okay, we need to understand to to be in contact with Europe and the United States in order that we, that we don't be alone. Both of us. Mm. Yeah, both countries. So the benefit to the United States and Chile is, is uh, rather mutual, but it's not as recognized at this point. Yes. Not, not not in a mainstream, common way. No, it's. it's yeah. I think that for for Chile, it's very important that the United States be there with with some in, inversions, and for. The United States is very important to be in Chile in order to have a, a presence, a, a presence in this yes. in this region, but in a place where the inversions are 
possible to be maintained during the in the time and uh, with a system that where uh, where you can trust hmm? yeah trust is a major factor uh, actually uh, around the world i mean that's just human nature the trust factor it sounds like it's much, it's much greater it's very important yeah huh? i think that the, the trust is compatible with you okay. the the social ambience also the gestion level the the codes the commercial codes are perfect perfectly compatible with you mm? perfectly mm? and i think that north american people and also european people usually enjoy going to chile yeah you really enjoy yeah. enjoy mm? chile is a very beautiful country to to make tourists also yeah. no no share with us about the cult the the, the cultural And the social aspect of Chile and how yes, warm and yes. inviting it is. Chile is easy. Okay, share with us. I love that. Chile is easy. Okay. It's easy. It's easy for you. It's not rare. It's not... Um, no, you, you can be there with pleasure. So in eight hours, you have a different world. Uh, share, Charlotte, share your experience as, uh, as an American. Well, there's, there's, no place that, there's no place as exotic as the, the Chilean... Andes in, up in the Atacama Desert, which is the equates to the size of the state of California, and it is so epic. A desert the size of California. Yes, the whole state of California is the equivalent of northern Chile, which is the highest and driest desert in the world, and that NASA likens most to the terrain of Mars. And you can get in a car and you can just drive to an altiplano of 16,000 feet. You can't drive anywhere in the world. 16,000 feet. Unless you're going to the Himalayas, maybe you want to climb. So you, <laughs> you just kind of drive in this plateau up there where these... A where plateau these, that where high. these 20,000 foot volcanoes were sort of scattered around like somebody threw snow cones out. So anyway, it's so dramatic and it's so exotic that I would suggest that everybody, everybody listening would at least once in their life aspire to go to either the Atacama or clear down to Punta Arenas which is, you know, the Strait of Magellan and, the, and Cape Horn, which is next to the Antarctica. It's ecosystems that were preserved by our very own Douglas Tompkins that head up his foundation here in San Francisco. He tragically died in his, in his favorite sporting lake down in the Patagonian region where he set up a two million acre preserve, like a sort of like a John Muir of our own, you know, here in California sure. and in the, in the Western so Chile, Chile is uh, just has so many exotic ecosystems, and how so about much, the people? The, cult, wow. the how are the how are the people of Chile? If you could describe them, I know it's a generalization, but my my view is it's they're very warm, friendly, opening, welcome. Is yes, no, <laughs> Chile is people in Chile is friendly. Okay, it's um, it's not a very. Exterior, like like Central America people, for example, is is a bit conservative. Okay, um, is hon honest in general. Honest, <laughs> I like that word. Despite, <laughs> you don't hear that word. Despite they, they, despite they are human beings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, but um, uh. it's compatible. This is the the, the, the word. That's it's interesting that you use you. compatible with it's the compatible United States. With you, yeah, for example. We from Chile, we need the United States, and because the situation, we know what is what United States is more or less. Hmm? Okay. But like United States, the United States is so big, the people who lives who, who live in the United States don't know 
so much about uh, uh, about Chile, about, about yeah. Chile. Mm? but Chile is compatible with you. It's interesting for you. It's easy to to make business, especially in the north, mm? and. Um, And the the kind of people in, in is the same that you have, for example, here more or less. And, um, people is uh, uh, has uh, the population of Chile is uh, have came from from several countries in the origin, from especially from Spain, from German, from from, from Germany who colonized. Uh, an important part of the south of Chile, uh, and Italian, English people, French people, and um, and, and and a part uh, is original from from the the India is from from India races. That is more or less fifteen percent, not not more. The, the, in general, the population you can uh, centrate it in like like. Like a, a mix. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you have a mixture of people, yes. cultures, everything. It's, it's, but but it's similar, so similar to the United States that most yeah, people aren't aware of it. Yes. Chile has a less corruption uh, rating than the United States. We're three points. No way, really? Yes, we're, th we're three point, <laughs> points lower, the last I checked, than, than Chile. Chile has less corruption than the U.S., so there yes. you have it. It's a good place. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a bit I think surprised. You're number 27. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's number one? I Do think, you know? I think there's I'm a I think there's one. a huge market for the the built the, the providers of the built environment. You know, the yeah. modular built environment. I think it's a huge potential market for you know that group. You know, that's constantly making all of our our buildings yeah. that much you know, more efficient, this kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's a huge market. How is Chile. it to work with architects collaborating from around the world? Do you work with architects around the world in collaborating? In, no, especially in Chile. Yes. No, in Chile, not a lot because Chile is a very isolated country. Okay. It's very, it's very far from the, from the other part of the world. Mm? But, But I, only eight hours from here. That's yeah. not too far. Eight? Yeah. No, uh, how long? Twenty, eighteen. Oh, eighteen. Well, it depends on your 18. on your layover and your in there. Okay, so eight one eight. One okay, eight. I was thinking it was one eight. Not uh, eight sounded like no big deal, but yeah. one eighteen hours. Depends on how you pick your hours. route. Okay, so eighteen yes. eighteen hours. But but I have okay. a conviction. Please, I, I have a conviction yeah. that the north or Chile of Chile, especially, is maybe. Conquested okay. by the by the United States in order to put if the the, the flag the mastil, flag, yeah, yeah. the flag mastil yeah. there not not in with your technology in order to have assure uh, to to sure. yes uh, um, uh, uh, the technology for the copper for the next era. I think it's a very uh, profound statement. Yeah, it's, it's a very profound statement. It's very important. Hmm? Yes. Yeah. I think I have an example I, that he may or may not realize, but I know that uh, for a fact that there are foreign, namely, you know, Chinese companies in Bolivia that contracted with the Bolivian government to excavate their lithium mines. And these are salt, these are salt flats. So, but, but Bolivia actually is like maybe at the very, very top of the UN scale of having secured and 
preserved there are many many ecosystems over 86 preserved ecosystems that are like charted and mapped and and highly regarded and so in the contractual work you know china has really violated the contracts because of the damage the environmental damage that they're doing to what actually is the world's largest salar and so it's it's very discouraging to see the the environmental damage and then the contract is broken down and never all the work is stopped and this kind of thing and so I think it's important that the all the mineral rights that are in the Atacama Desert are they're, that they're they're looked at as something to be conserved and preserved, even on this side of before they get excavated. You know, maybe if if you preserve them as an ecosystem service, a UN defined term, then there is a way to actually book that as a value for the corporations who actually want to go in and and do a better job of excavation and doing the conservation and the preservation and the planning with, with vision. And so anyway, that's... I like a, that vision, with vision. Yeah, there needs to be a vision about how we use our natural resources, especially metals and, you know, mining. Oil and gas is a, is a different animal and beast. Yeah. But, uh, oh, wow, so much opportunity for the sustainability leaders to opt in and help the mining companies conserve and preserve and not build more tailings and, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. So there's technology available or soon to be available or may be available that can actually minimize those tailings. That yes, and actually reward companies for yeah. uh, helping the mine companies do that. So there, there is a, a financial windfall that they can achieve by achieving doing good or doing well. Yes, and then think about, I've spoken in the past, somebody will go and visit while Jorge's here, of uh, experts over what is actually Lawrence Berkeley Lab. So that uh, to to begin analyzing what happens to, you know, the carbon footprint of the entire, like a cycle of, let's just say solar panels. Let's just say now I'm going to go put a plant of solar panels and manufacture the solar panels. Oh, yeah. You know, solar where, panels where, the where, size of California? Well, so now if I'm, if I'm manufacturing <laughs> solar panels where the solar is is the best and I'm manufacturing the, the solar panels with solar energy and, you know, I just take all my plants and my production there then there's you know studies ongoing where you you know the the life cycle analysis becomes increasingly better because that's why i actually i personally predict that the that the next industrial revolution will and should happen straight out of kalama chile and thereabouts in that region because you have the best solar coincident with the minerals and well especially the copper and the lithium right there in your nose. So if you uh, drop <laughs> yeah, right the price, if you drop the price of both copper and the energy to produce the copper and the lithium, that's the definition of an industrial revolution on yeah. a on a scale of say a hundred, you know, a hundred years. Maybe that happens once. You know, it's uh, this is my uh, my knowledge of copper is that it almost never ends. This is can be almost eternally recycled. Is that true? That's true. It's, it it always it maintains its integrity. I don't, I don't think Over you can do that with other metals. Do other um, metals have the same capacity? I can't speak to that. Well, but copper for sure, it goes... Yes. In the, in the, in the, you could be the, using the, copy that, copper that's like 5,000 years old. Yes, and it, it is being continually recycled and it does go <laughs> Amazing. back that many 10,000 years. There's over $4 trillion of copper that is circulating through the global supply chain right now. How many? How much? Over four trillion dollars that we have counted. Circulate. That's counted. That's not including yeah, that's, that. That's which in the be... supply chain. Your it's, your it's part of your supply chain. It's part of our supply chain. Everybody the, that's listening, we, it's our supply chain because we're the consumers and the providers, 
into that supply chain. And the irony is, is that the supply chain does, you know, cross borders freely, you know, because of negotiations and how trade deals are done. But at the same time, you know, the, the nation states have borders. But the copper is uh, the liberator of us all without having to, you know, argue over it. It's just already there. It's been there for centuries. Now, how about even cleaning up some of the copper, the tailings, you know, there, how much can be extracted well, it's a, there? It's a, it's is a, there a number it's or a, a guess? It's a heavy, heavy lifting, a heavy lifting. But from our calculations, the profound number that everybody needs to take away, and this might be like the, the moment to end this discussion and pick up a new one, <laughs> is that the, the mine companies, the big mining companies, because there are no more world-class that we know of. There's the world-class copper ore bodies are typically about 6% grade of ore in copper in the ore. And uh, that, those are hard to find now. Nobody, maybe 4% is maybe good, but that's actually bad. And so for the, for the big copper companies to be able to make their, their like what traditionally is like a 21% IRR, then they just put up a leach pad, forget everything, forget the technologies, just leach the heck out of it. They are wasting, I won't give you the figure because it's proprietary, but sure. multi, you know, double digit billions of copper per year per how they're going to deal with the waste streams going forward. So that's not talking about the waste streams that my mother always taught me I needed to go clean up my one mess before I started another. And so that's the biggest concern that, that we personally have right now is that the, the mine companies really aren't turning to technology and maybe in, in, a, in a way that's uh, disruptive. And so maybe, well, maybe it's time that somebody gets... Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> this is our Charlotte, our audio engineer, KZSU uh, yeah, Stanford. Yeah. Now, oh, Jorge, uh, do you have an architectural, you know, how do you go about your, your process for designing a building? Do you have a format that you go through? Is each experience new? <clears throat> The, yeah, the building of, of, you know, whenever you have these projects and, I, and your projects, you know, let me, uh, you know if uh, for our audience, if, uh, if you're interested, you can visit www.torrecobre.cl. That's www.torrecobre.cl. And we're speaking with Jorge Braithwaite, architect. What is your process? Do you kind of listen to music? Do you no? You know, yeah. What what inspires you when someone has a project for you and you begin? No, my, my the, the process because I only uh, produce apartments, buildings, and office buildings only in cities between sure. one hundred and two hundred fifty thousand inhabitants. Is, 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 um, this is a, a, a little part of the market that is only for all the cities in Chile, except Santiago, Valparaíso, Viña del Mar, that is the second urban place, and Concepción, that, that, that is the, the third. And, uh, and related with the, with the, the word of the, of the marketing. And, um, I used to, attend the necessity, the need, the, the need of, of the, for, for example, in Calama, in con- concretely, uh, I understood that in Calama, there, the, 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 the professionals were very bad, bad installed okay. in, in, yeah, in, in very bad places, despite oh. that the professionals were very well professionals. Sure. Very good, By very good professionals. Yeah. And, um, but they, they were, 
uh, working in a very bad places hmm? and paying a lot of money for renting to rent the, the, this, this place uh, so high prices for rent that was coincident they, they were coincident with the the the, the amount that they yes, can pay for something that is own in the future the same price this is the reason because the market the, the market existed for this building when I when I realized that that was in this way I begin to prepare to 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 find a, a land for the for the building when I have the possibility I prepare a, a pre-project in order to be how to to, to pre-evaluate the inversion and the possibilities to sell And then I went to five or six habitual buyers of businesses okay. <laughs> yeah, for me. And one of them bought me the, the, the idea. Okay. And, I, and then I begin to develop. They, they, they buy the, they really buy, they really, they really bought the, the, the land. And I begin to, to develop the details of the project. And when it was almost ready, not not absolutely ready, we began to sell, to sell the the uh, without the building, previously the existence of the building. Hmm? Wow, this is typically in my in my kind of buildings. Wow. Sounds like an architect entrepreneur. <laughs> oh to yeah, me. you're like ahead of you're ahead of a lot of American <laughs> architects. That's truth be told. <laughs> That's not the typical thinking. A traditional thinking. That's right. He's an architect entrepreneur. Yeah. No, they they are, whether they like it or not. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us, Jorge, that we may not have talked about on our show? Is there anything that you'd like to share additionally to what you've already um, been so graciously uh, um, shared with us? Is there anything which you'd like to share with us? Would you like to t tell our audience anything else? Yes. Yeah. I'm very, yeah. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's it's great. It's very We're happy to have you at Stanford. And it, and it was unexpected because yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that, that I will be here, that I uh, would be here. Well, we've, yes, we sought you out, we found you, and we're very happy that you're here. Thank you very much, Jorge, for being on our show. It's been an absolute pleasure and for you too, an honor. For Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Jorge Braithwaite, architect, and from Chile, Santiago, Chile. For more information, feel free to visit www.torrecobre.cl. That's www.torrecobre.cl. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location in California, and is a production of KZSU Radio. Today, the recording engineer is Charlotte M. Thornton, Chief Engineer Mark Lawrence, and assisted by Akshay Yagi. And the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us at our email address, interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu, 
And again, that's interviews with an S at kzsu.stanford.edu.
Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect.